I wonder if you have ever been in what you might call um, a parallel conversation with someone. You've got something on your mind and you're speaking it here, and then the person responds, sort of, and says what's on their mind. But they're not interacting with what you said. And so you're saying one thing and someone else is saying something else. There is no communication. There is no connection that is made. To some extent, our prayers can be like that. We can even read God's Word, seek to understand it, and then close the Bible and then ask for what we want and not really interact with what God has said about either his power, his glory, his beauty, and what he calls us to do in response to his word. What we want to do this evening is look at Psalm 138 and see for especially how God is calling us uh, to exalt him through prayer. To exalt him as we pray, His words, as we pray His words. This uh, psalm is a wholehearted thanks to God's uh, steadfast love and faithfulness. And we see this in the first uh, three verses. Uh, Because God values above all things His name and His word. His name and His Word establish and guarantee our relationship with Him through steadfast love and faithfulness. It is His Word, it is His name that guarantee our covenant relationship with Him. We looked a couple of weeks ago about the value of exalting God's name. And I even thought of the notion of just when you come, as you're reading in the Scripture, you'll come across someone like Hagar who is in a very difficult circumstance, and she discovers that God is the one who sees me. That's the name she gives him. Slow down. Hunker down. Right on that text. What does it mean to be like Hagar, one whom God sees by the, by in, through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Spirit? What does it mean to be the one whom God sees? And we went on to exalt God's name because He is because of what He does. He is He was He is Yahweh the the provider. He is Yahweh the healer. He is Yahweh the righteousness. Uh, he is Yahweh Shema the God who is there. Today we want to look at, instead at uh, because God exalts all things uh, by His word or in it all He exalts above all things His word. So should we. God exalts above all things His Word, His name and His Word. We're going to be thinking about that in terms of prayer. Now what this is saying is that God, all that God chooses to say, to decree, to do, all of that is is accomplished by His Word. Through His Word, He created Psalm 33, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. He spoke and it came to be. Therefore, let everyone be in awe of him. God spoke things into being. 
God also, uh, through his word, he directs providence. He sends out his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool, and then he sends his word and melts it. God rules all things by his word. And so through his word, he directs providence. Through his word, he calls and he gives life. He calls Lazarus from that dank tomb, calling him to life. And he calls us from our spiritual death. And that call carries with it all of the life-giving power of the Holy Spirit. Through his word, he calls and gives life. Through his word, he heals. Say the word and my servant will be healed. The Word of God is living and active. It pierces to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, discerning the thoughts and even the intentions of our hearts. God acts through His Word. He exalts this Word that calls things into being, that gives life to the dead, that heals and that changes us. He so he encourages prayer because God answers. God answers. Verse, uh, verse, verses 1 through 3, I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name uh, for your steadfast love and your faithfulness for you have exalted above all things your name and your word. And listen to this encouragement that we have then to pray. On the day I called, you answered me. The strength of my soul, you increased. God encourages prayer um, because God answers prayer. He strengthens us through prayer. The rest of the psalm is going to speak of the, about God giving hope and God giving help to us. We are dependent on his word for that hope and that help. God is more faithful and eager to answer your prayers than you are to pray. When you're discouraged, remember God is more eager to hear as a father and to answer than you are even to pray to him. God gives us hope. We see in verses 4 through 6, there is hope. Um, he is answering the problem of evil uh, that his people were dealing with. At that time, there was an exile. They were in exile just in, in, in the previous psalm. And, and this, is, this is hope that all things were, in fact, still under God's command and under his control. David's prayer here, which was, which was co-opted for this post-exilic usage, David's prayer anticipates Solomon's temple dedication prayer, where foreigners... Solomon prays, would stream to the temple. And so here we read that all nations and leaders will join God in exalting nothing less than his word. All will be brought, leaders brought, to exalt his word. Four through six, all the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. And they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. The leaders 
the princes of this age are identified or, or um, characterized by the experience of Nebuchadnezzar. Remember that he lifted high his head and God debased him. And when he lowered his head, God lifted him up. My city which I have built for the glory of my majesty. That's what drove him in his building projects. And he was humbled until the point that he could say, he does, God does, according to his will in heaven and on earth. And this passage of the psalm is saying that every sovereign, every Lord, will be brought under the dominion of God. Every nation that is aligned against God will fall. And it is the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in his kingdom Uh, that uh, we learn and see again clearly that the way down is also the way up. Humbling, then causing that exaltation. Jonathan Edwards puts it this way, may we be encouraged in a world that seems so chaotic, and is so chaotic. Every atom in the universe is managed by Jesus Christ for the Christian's greatest advantage. Every particle of air, every ray of the sun, so that when he, when Jesus returns, he shall enjoy his vast inheritance with amazing joy. It is all about gathering things for the glory, for the glory of the Lord, which will give the Lord Jesus great joy and amazing joy when he returns. This is the hope that spurs your prayer. God rules every molecule. His word gives life and energy to your prayers. Verses 7 through 8 speak of help. We need help as this battle continues to rage. The Lord will fulfill his purpose in you, verse 8. The Lord will fulfill his purpose in you. Another translation, an older translation, puts it this way. Um, he will perfect that which concerneth me. Do you hear that? He will protect, he will perfect those things that concerneth me. Now we look here in, in, in the, uh, David's example, for example. He, he saw God's steadfast love and faithfulness in his successes, certainly. Listen to these words. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, for your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. God delivered um, David from his enemies uh, out there, but he also delivered David from his enemies in here and his failures. David was able to say, Uh, after some egregious sins in his life, blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, in whose spirit there is no deceit. God was fulfilling his purpose in David as God would fulfill his purpose in Christ through his suffering. At the cross, God judged the world. The ruler of this world will be cast out and people from every nation, John 12 tells us, will be gathered in. God works through his servants and we as those in Christ can say, also you, also me, God, uh, God's purposes will be 
fulfilled in his steadfast love and faithfulness. You can say today, the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. That which concerneth you, the Lord will perfect for his purposes. It's in your humbling that he lifts you up. And one of the most important things we need to do is to remember uh, and to resist temptation that God forsakes you because you suffer or God forsakes you in your suffering. That is when he draws near. So I want to I want to I want to wrap up these thoughts with with several different expressions of how do we exalt God in our him in our prayers. We feed our life in God with his word. We both hear him and respond to him. We don't have one of those double conversations. We are listening to God and we are responding to God. If there's anything I want you to walk away with tonight, it is let the word of God form your response to God's word itself. Let the word of God Form your response to God's word. Let us exalt the Lord because he does. Let us exalt the Lord in his name and in his word. Exalt God's word, first of all, by praising. That's how the psalm opens up. I give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. Feed on scripture to warm your heart for praying to know God intimately. Feed on Scripture until you are confident that he is, a, he is unlike even the best fathers on this earth. He says, I give gifts. Your fathers give you gifts. I, give, I certainly, therefore, will give the good gifts that you need. Matthew chapter 7. He is a gift-giving God. Let that spur on your prayers. We love this Father, as the psalmist says, because He hears you. He inclines His ear to you. That's why we love Him, because He's listening to us. Exalt God's Word by praising Him, using the Scripture to voice your praises. Exalt God's Word by taking His Word seriously and confessing your sins to Him. Follow uh, follow the dialogical pattern that we use in our morning worship. The, the Word speaks to us. We respond in confession. We humble ourselves before God. It is a model for how we live each day. And then we hear God's Word on the other end of our confession, that assurance of pardon. How is it? It is so easy for us to slip into... Um, I don't boring and self-centered prayers that miss the drama of this gospel. I want to I want to thank a guy named Johnny Gibson, who you probably know, Brian, and some of you people might know him, a professor at Westminster. But he's written this book called "Be Thou My Vision," and it is it is a very helpful. Um, de- le- it guides us in a daily liturgy of of, of hearing God's word and then responding in God's Word, and also the prayers of church history, and then hearing once again God's words of assurance. 
Use God's word. Use a tool like Be Thou My Vision. Take a look at this after the message, after our meeting tonight, and, and, and see whether that would, that would suit you. But exalt God's word by confessing. And then exalt God's word by thanking. Who is a pardoning God like you? And who has grace so rich and free? I cannot hear those words without being transported back to ninth grade at Eastern Suburban Junior High in Silver Spring, where in our public school choir class, we were singing this. I was learning to sing this in parts. Well, I was only in the bass, but anyway... Who is a pardoning God like you? Or who is great so rich and free? That is, that is um, Micah 7, verses 18 to 20. Uh, exalt God's word by thanking him in the words of Scripture. Uh, exalt God's word in your supplication. And I think this is perhaps where, where the word of God is, is least used. But exalt his word in your supplication. Each day, I focus in prayer on one of my, my, my wife every day, but then one of our kids, one, uh, Tuesday through Friday. And each one of them has a card, and each one of them has a Bible text on that card that is my prayer for them. Fuel your prayers, fuel your supplications with Holy Spirit words. What could be better than that? For one, uh, I, I make this prayer every day. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For here, fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. You can't improve on that. You pray that. For another one, you keep her in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you uh, because she trusts in you. Uh, for another one, pray that they would not love the world, but, but God. I pray the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of possessions would dim in, in light of the beauty and the glory of God. Pray God's word. Pray God's word in your supplication. Exalt God's word above your own ideas. Exalt God's word by pursuing obedience. The Book of Common Prayer has, has this phrase in, in one of its prayers. Read, mark, learn. Read, mark, learn. Make a study of God's Word. And as we seek to obey Him, fill your hearts with God's encouragement here. I have stored up your Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. What is God calling us to do here? Store it up. Hang on to it. Remember it. Write it on a card. Put it in your pocket. Whatever you have to do, get that word in your heart that you might not sin against God. Use the tools. Use his word in your prayers. Lord, the, the law of God is in his heart. Uh, his feet do not slip. This is again from Psalm 119. You, you want your feet not to slip? Get God's word in your heart. Exalt God's word by pursuing obedience in your prayers and by means of your prayers. I delight to do your will, O oh my God. Your law is within my heart. Make that your prayer that you would be exalting God through prayer in order for the goal of obedience.
what do you what do you need to store up in your heart? What word uh, do you, as, as a leader in your family, what word do you need to, to bring to bear, not only for your own lives, but for the lives of the people in your family? How you pray for your friends, formed by God's word. Exalt God's word in your prayer by using that word uh, as your prayer. Um, let's, let's keep to a minimum parallel conversations between ourselves and God. Sometimes, well, just let's, let's try to avoid that and instead have the substance of our prayers formulated by the teachings of Scripture. Exalt God's Word. Listen intently and then respond in your prayers. We're going to try that tonight and I know it can feel kind of artificial but I would like us to just, to just keep this in mind as we pray. Other prayers without certainly a, a text attached to it. I get that. I get that. But, but be thinking about how do we pray for Harry and Doris today? He was going to be elected as an elder. He was going to be up for election as an elder this morning. We're going to pray for, for Harry. Pray for the other elders. Pray for the deacons. Pray for, for, for Andrew, for Pastor Mulker with the scriptures. That's, that's how we want to be used effectively of God in our prayers. Uh, join with me as we, as we seek the Lord. Lord, you have given us such beauty. Uh, let us hide your word, your truth in our hearts that we might not sin against you and that we might also speak to you with wisdom. Holy Spirit, seasoned speech. We ask that you would be our teacher and that you would be our audience today and that your spirit would enable us, Lord, uh, to bring these prayers uh, to, your, uh, to your lips, to your ears. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.